0: Welcome to the cross Alarm Podcast. My name is Carlos Smith and today's episode is sponsored by KB's Car Care on 321 North Main Street in Jonesville, South Carolina. They offer hand car wash, vacuum, and clean interior. Full detail is now available. While you wait on your vehicle, customer seating is available as well as a dining area. They open Tuesday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., so make sure you stop by. Also, today's episode is sponsored by Charlene's Home Cooking on 1136 East Blackstock Road in Moore, South Carolina. Charlene's Home Cooking is a family restaurant that cooks like grandma with fresh veggies and meats cooked to order. You can do a meat with two sides, a meat with three sides, or a veggie plate. Cake, pies, and cobbler are also available for dessert. She wants you to feel at home anytime you stop by, so make sure you visit Monday, Thursday, and Saturday from 11 to 6, and Friday and Sunday from 11 to 7. Everything is fresh and from the heart, and she would, make, she would love for you to stop by. So thank you guys again, KB's Car and Charlene's Home Cooking for sponsoring this episode. Also, I would like to let people know once again that my new book, F School Life, is available. Is F School Life is Your Best Teacher is available right now. Uh, pretty much I already know what F means, but the book is also available on Amazon and also on my website, carlosksmith.com. Um, PayPal, if you want to pay with PayPal, it's carlosmith10 at yahoo.com, and my cash app is carlosksmith. So thank you everybody who's been supporting the book. Um, if you haven't got your copy, make sure you get a copy um, it's definitely worth it definitely worth the investment um, so yes nevertheless hope you guys enjoyed it and anybody that has the book please make sure you stop by uh, feel free to leave comments but today we have another very special guest with us um, director producer he has a new film coming out um, a film called tools today we have joined by the uh, director and producer of it mr. Jonathan Oglesby how you doing Doing alright, man. Thanks for having me, bro. Oh, no problem. I appreciate you reaching out, man. Um, like just in case you didn't know, this is a platform, Cross the Line Podcast. We love to have entrepreneurs, anybody with a vision that want to share their gifts. You know, it's all about this. Is what this platform is for. So I appreciate you taking the time to reach out and um, just share your story and talk more about this upcoming film that you have coming out. So for people that's watching this right now, just to let them know, who is Jonathan Oglesby before we get into the film?
1: Who is Jonathan Oglesby? ordinary man, Um, driven, motivated, father of four, Um, father first, business and everything, second, so um, I like creating, I'm a creator, writing, music, Mm -hmm. writing, film, that's my lane, man, if I can't create, that's like locking me in prison, so, Mm -hmm. Um, and I love motivating and inspiring people, man, whatever I do, um, that's the whole goal, that's the whole mission, if I can't do what I love and inspire and motivate people. Um, I don't have no purpose in life, right. so uh, I just continue to do that, take care of my kids, and do my craft, man. Yeah, I know you
0: said, uh, we'll get a little bit into your background as well. I know you said you weren't originally from, you say you were from Oklahoma
1: City. Oklahoma yeah. City. Talk born. A,
0: yeah, go ahead. Talk a little uh, bit about your background. Born
1: but not raised. Um, was adopted uh, to a military family. Um, moved around everywhere, <laughs> four or five different states overseas. So I'm cultured, you know what right. I'm saying? So, um, and that just molded me into the person I am today. Um, and I still know my biological family. That's the crazy thing. I met them uh, 10 years ago. So, got a whole bunch of brothers and sisters, man. So, mm. they act just like me. So, it's like I ain't missed no years. But, um, yeah, man, just.
0: That's 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 interesting. I know we had here to ask, absolutely talk about the movie, but talk a little bit about it. You say you, you met them ten years ago. What was that was the, for the first time? For the first time. And and how was that experience? You know, talk, uh, meeting it,
1: them for the first time. It was weird, man. It's probably a little more than ten years ago. It's right when I got married, so it's probably been thirteen years ago. Um, first anniversary present. She said, "I'm gonna look for your family." I had a little piece of paper um, that my mom had, my adopted mom had. She gave it to me when I turned eighteen so I'm like, i I don't care man. it's my mom and dad right here i'm good you right. know um but you know it's a in the back of your mind you want to see who your blood is you know right so she you know went to facebook googling and everything like that then she found my sister my youngest sister she's 20 something reached out to her she called somebody <laughs> she called somebody else then my grandma hit me up um and that's when obama was you know running mm-hmm. she said oh." Uh, uh, let me call you back Obama having a speech uh, Let me give you a call back I said okay I said that may not be her She called back He said let me make one phone call Came back said Yep that's my grandson So he said you got a whole bunch of siblings And I met my mom first um, Then like a year or so later I met my dad So it, it's a weird experience But yeah. you know Did you have a relationship with any of your siblings before then Or anybody No or just- I had a They adopted my brother, too, so that's all I knew was my my adopted brother. Okay. So I didn't know none of them. I just had a piece of paper that said um, my sister's name, my brother's name, and um, Oklahoma City Hospital, blah, 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 father work construction. So that's all I had. Mm. You feel like they had any kind of impact on you growing up? Um, No. No. Because I was adopted at birth, so it was like it was no – it was. My mom and dad is the one that raised me, so having my biological mom and dad, that would just I right, cool, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah. well, is it,
0: is it any kind of, you know, uh I would say like a connection with them nowadays, or just, you know, just you just doing your own thing and like just pretty much taking care of your family, is any kind of like staying in touch?
1: Yeah, uh I'm more so keeping touch with my siblings, more so than my mom and dad, you know, so But it's no animosity or hard feelings. It's just like, I'm glad somebody adopted you and afforded you the life that you have Mm -hmm. because we couldn't do it. So, And I said, hey, that's the best thing you could have done was give me an opportunity to have a better life. So uh, my my mom texts me every now and then, and my dad, uh, well, you know. (laughs) He he the one got 15, 16 kids. So Mm. uh, I'm like the third, fourth oldest. so.
0: So growing up... How did you get into like what what were kind of the, some of the things you were interested in growing up with the sports? I know you're doing the directing and producing mm-hmm. now and of say writing music.
1: What was some of, like your interest growing up? My interest growing up was I <laughs> I used to rap. So, well, I didn't rap. I used to write books like rap books. Like I write a whole song on a piece of paper, number it, and I have like a book of 20 songs written. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, what you doing? So. I did. I drew my own artwork on it and everything and um people reading it and the crazy thing about it everybody else that was rapping started writing books and we were passing around the school um and it was like when you going to write another uh you know music book or whatever and I'm like I got you so I write another one and it was just more so not the rapping or the music part it was just the art of writing mm-hmm. which I like cuz I wrote one that you can read regular that you can read it backwards and it mean the same thing uh, so it was like a creative writing thing, and it inspired people to you know to write as well um so rap music um writing writing has been there since the beginning first it was drawing, then it turned into writing, and I've been writing ever since you know not a very very big sports hit I love sports, but like the stats and everything, and I don't follow that I just mm. like the right. <laughs> I just like the game, but writing has been my my thing, thing the whole time so so you you have any albums or anything like that, or just like those books that you? Assume? I just had those books. My mom and dad still got them, and it's like four or five thick uh, rhyme books. So, so fast forward a little bit. When when did you get into
0: like writing? Is this is this your actual first movie that you've written? Yeah, um, When did you um, start doing like writing these type of things like movies and? stuff
1: like um, that? Well, my first experience, I was writing plays for my church. And um, I said, you know what, I can, cool, I can do this. You know, it's another writing avenue. So I did two or three plays, little small little plays Mm -hmm. um, in church. And I would just write, I would go over stuff in my mind first. You know, I don't write everything out all the time. It's a concept in my mind. I would just write when I finally got the full concept in my head so I can write real fast. and I knew that I could tell a story from those plays I did um, in church. So, um, yeah, it just, just yeah. fell in my lap. Another way to write, man. Another way to express myself. Another way to convey uh, feelings and emotions and situations. So, um, And it's also good to escape from reality sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, going your own little world because there's a lot going on. So if I can create a narrative on my own that may be fictional, um but can inspire people that's that's my goal. All right. So talking about the movie tools um talk a little bit about the name and what inspired you to make this movie. Um I I'm a minister so um I minister to people but I, I I'm so different than the normal I guess pastor or whatever you want to call it cuz I'm practical, you know. Mm-hmm. I like to be real. That's my whole lane, you know. I may not carry myself like a like a minister, but you're going to leave inspired of you know, in the po- I'm going to leave a positive, you know, impact on you. So mm-hmm. um, I got tired of that. I'm like, I'm not reaching the real people that don't even come to church or um, not cool on the organized religion. Let's so I said, let me write something to, when not say let me write something. I said, God, give me something to, um, just give me something so I can reach these people. Because right. I know a lot of people believe in God. It's the Bible Belt. Um, but a lot mm-hmm. of people don't rock with church, and I totally get what they're talking about. Um, so I said, I, he gave me tools, and like I said, I just go over there in my mind. Mm-hmm. I hooked up with my homeboy, Antonio, and I said, I got an idea for a film. He said, okay, well, we can meet up at the library. We can chop it up about it. And we had, like, four or five sessions. We going over ideas, writing notes. Um, end of the fifth session, I said, I, right, I'm going to write now. Two weeks later, I wrote a whole movie script, screenplay, um, gave it to him and said, Read it, let me tell you he said, Okay. You wrote that in two weeks and that's what started the ball rolling. Starting from nothing. We didn't have anything. We just had the script. Um Yeah, so that's how the um idea for tools came about, man. And and the title tools is so it's different, man. It's mm-hmm. people say tools, people say that's a good title. I'm like, I'm so tired of hearing the knocks right. <laughs> you know, it's been years, man, but um. Yeah. So tools has been a concept two years in the making, um, two weeks of writing, two years in the making, and we and we finally at the finish line, man.
0: So what kind of like to get people watching this uh, an idea of like what the movie is about? Can you give them a little bit. Not don't tell everything, mm-hmm. but kind of like an idea of like
1: what the movie is actually about. Um, the movie follows the story of a a young man named John, um, ordinary kid, um, but he. He gets hit with something very traumatic in his life um, that kind of spirals him out of control. Um, he going through all these emotions and something tragic happened. Then he goes to the streets, man, um, gets put into foster care. And it shows that lifeline of him going through these different situations. But all that led him to prison. And he vowed when he gets out, he was going to change his life. Um, but when he got out, he was soon realized that it's easier said than done. Um, and he goes back to the old friends and the old block, and he sees a difference in one of his homeboys who actually changed his life around, and the other man is still in the same spot where he was in. So it follows a narrative of three people, but the main character's name, Al Harris, man. He knocks it out the park, man. But it follows somebody that is trying on the road to get their life right, somebody that is, um has their life in order, and another person that has his life nowhere near where he wanted it to be, so it follows that narrative of, in a nutshell, it's just life.
0: I was going to say, where did you get the inspiration? Because it, it sounds like something that's very relatable already, but like, was it something that kind of influenced it, where you got some ideas from, or how did you come about this concept?
1: Yeah, like like I said, like me and Antonio, we just chopped it up about life, we just have sessions two, three hours about just stuff in, that happens in life, traumatic stuff, or... Um, you know, suicide, it talks about depression, all these things that people go through in life um, that you would never know are going through these things. Um, so we wanted to shed light on those dark places um, and make it into a story mm-hmm. about, you know, these people went through this and you can go through it and you can still live a, a fruitful life. But it's also it can end real bad, too. So, um, it picks a lot of different narratives in life and brings it to a story so everybody that watches it can get at least one thing out of it. That mm-hmm. was the goal. If somebody can leave with one thing that they got from the film, um, that's what we inspired to do, man. Absolutely. What, how did you come about getting your
0: cast? Was it like a, a group of people who were experienced? Or was it first time man. or was it a
1: combination of both? It's a combination uh, of both. Some seasoned actors that just love the craft. Um, thank God for them. They came through because um, we had a casting call. It was real bleak. <laughs> we was and a lot of people that I knew to act was booked. So I'm like, mm. okay, I, well, what I'm gonna do now? So we had these whole new wave of new people, and I'm like, man, we gotta do some training or something. So we had we trained, practiced for a year, going over the script, going over emotions, going over these things. Um, so it was some training involved, then we got to memorizing the lines, man. So it was a year process and that's not normal for film, you know. you get it two or three months and it's time to film. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it it was daunting, but it was necessary for what we had to put out and they killed it. I mean, mm-hmm. the level that they're at now going getting booked in Atlanta, getting booked here, um, just shows that if you have a passion for something all you need is like a little bit of training or a little push, and it can elevate you, man. So, yeah, a combination of both. Yeah, it's a combination of both. I was gonna say, is it was it hard? Not saying that. Um,
0: I guess I wanna say it was kind of hard blending all those egos because, of course, like you said, some people were experienced and some people were new, and they may not be the lead person in this movie. Was it kind of
1: hard to to blend all those egos, or did pretty much everything kind of flow? I'm, I'm glad you said that, man. That was the <laughs> when you uh when you dealing with all these personalities, man, and you gotta understand the independent film, the budget is super low. I mean, is it's you pulling money from everywhere, pulling money from my account, um business owners, you know, donating and, and sponsoring. Um, but dealing with attitudes and different degrees when I mean, you're in a place for a year, it's gonna be some friction. So what I did, I just pulled myself back and let the chips fall where they may um and that's how i kind of kept the peace between everybody you know some people didn't like the direction of their character or you know common things that they go through but some people left actually i ain't going i ain't going to hold you some people left um so they kind of like slowed the process again you had to find other people to replace them and- the crazy thing it didn't slow down man mm-hmm. it was like they left week later we got somebody else but it, it was even better. So it was. I think it was a necessary thing um, that had to occur to get us to the next level, man. Mm-hmm. And
0: you know, everything happens for a reason, anyway. You know. And it's like you said. It, I want you because I, I watched something you said on your uh, in one of your videos on your page about that vision. You know, like you said, the budget was low. You didn't have all the necessary equipment that you needed at the time, but. You know, you had this vision. So, how important was it to uh, get people sold in your vision? And I want you to also talk about how important it is to actually have a
1: vision. Yeah, that's true. Um, without vision, you, I mean, you you blind, man. Mm-hmm. You, when you blind in this world, it leads to a dark place, man. So, um, but I believe in life, we meet everybody that we need to meet mm-hmm. um, to get us, and never forget who you meet. Never forget who you shake hands with or, or say what's up to or follow on Facebook or IG. Um all of that is leading up to um your ultimate vision. And thankfully, um I knew a cinematographer, Smith A. Lee, one of the biggest. All right, he's phenomenal yeah, with yeah. camera. And, heard he's yeah, great. and I and i I met him years ago when he first picked up a camera. Um, I wanna like the first few people he shot and he was going through the lenses now to see his level that he is now. It's crazy, but I met him, then I met, um, and he connected to a lot of people. Um, Even with the soundtrack, I knew Siege, I knew um, Reggie Rock, I knew all those people. Mm -hmm. So when the vision came and I wanted to do this, everybody that I needed to reach out to was there. The main people Mm -hmm. and they brought other people in to help so um vision is important man you know i think a vision is more important than a dream you know a dream changes daily you know dream is um is fueled by emotions at the time a vision is something that you had since birth when you came out of your mother you had a vision and you had a purpose so when you come out um you already behind on the vision um you're already behind on what god wants you to do and um you have to find it whatever makes you cry is what you meant to heal mm-hmm. whatever makes you mad is what you meant to solve so um that's my and without vision man i like this is your vision no you know right is my vision it gives you energy man it fuels you up it amps you up man it makes you wake up every day a job don't make you wake up every day i love life no what you do outside of your job exactly. you know fuels it what you do on the weekend fuels your your passion and your will to live so to speak so a hundred percent, man. It's like you're saying, like, doing what
0: you love, but, like, you just going. And I, I talk about a lot of that in my book as well. Like, if we was talking off camera. It's like, go get the book. Absolutely. Most <laughs> definitely, man. And, and it's just like, man, you wake up and, and you go through those motions of getting up, going to work. And it's like, you know, people just do it. Of course, they want to just work to pay their bills. But, like. They're programming. Exactly. Programming. It's all about reprogramming your mind. Because if you don't. Like, one of my favorite people I, I've encountered on my journey, um, you might know him, Ben Hall, that owns Big Ben mm. Dessert. Man, Ben is one of the, I tell him, but they probably hear this, heard it so much on his on this podcast. Like, man, he talk about Ben again, but I'm, it's like he, the impact that he had on me throughout my journey is like, man, you, it's amazing because it's like, like he was telling me, like, without him baking cakes or without me having this podcast, not saying that we would never, ever meet, but it was a slim chance that mm. we would cross paths like that. And just like now, today, with with you, uh, with you the movie and the, this podcast, we might not have had this opportunity to sit down and build like we are today bro, right. because of the things that we have and just that vision. And it's so important because everybody's not going to see things that you see. It's like, that's why it's your vision, man. It's your okay. gift. But it's like, when you do something for a purpose and it's fulfilling, man, it just... Puts a, the way that you can impact people—that's one of the most amazing yeah. things about a vision. To me, is because you never know how. Like I, I shared something yesterday with my cousin. She texted me after she read my book. She said she read the entire book in one sit down. She was like, "Thank you, because Man. you you inspire me to you know go after my goals." That's and a even, good book. you can oh, read the amazing. whole thing. You know, <laughs> and my aunt—I never forget my aunt when she she came to the book signing. And when I got there, got up there and did my speech, I got emotional. I started crying because it, it made me reflect back mm. on just my journey of everything that I went through, you know, being broke and traveling, not having really having any money to go shoot a lot of interviews, mm. but still finding a way to do it and having people believe in you and support you. There you go. And when you get up there and you speak about your vision and like the things that you went through on your journey, man, it, it made me emotional. So she takes me the next morning and she said you inspire my aunt takes me and say you inspire me to go after my goals so it's stuff man. about just having your vision and how we can impact other people like that's one of the most amazing feelings ever, man.
1: definitely man because we so people with vision they're so locked in you know they're so got they got a ton of vision mm-hmm. so they don't really know who they're impacting and somebody walks up to them and say, "Hey." You inspired me right and we need that as fuel because you're like am i doing you know i, I love doing this man mm-hmm. am i doing the right thing exactly. and, you had those moments where you question yeah yeah you mm-hmm. you question like man don't i don't know people saying i'm crazy or foolish mm-hmm. um but like i always say man it's you don't have to have the provision to have a vision man just take that first step the first step is the hardest and i didn't have no money doing you know the film yeah i was you know i'm like man I'm adding up all the bills. I'm like, man, this stuff's expensive. But the crazy thing is that I we did it, you know. Mm-hmm. I say we because it took a village to um do that. Um, but people saying I'm crazy, you you know, I'm like, no, but I love doing this. Mm-hmm. I don't care how much money it takes, if I feel at peace with it, I'm good, man. Absolutely. Yeah, and one of the things another thing
0: that's just amazing about a vision, and I study a lot of entrepreneurs and I always hear them say, you know, write down your goals and when you had this vision. Don't worry about how it's going to happen. Like, it's not up to you to, it's not your problem. It's not up to you to figure out how it's going to happen, like where the money's going to come from and all right. this stuff. But once you get on this, once you get on your journey, the main thing is just to get started. And then it's just amazing, like, how more and more people will just reach out to you and, and pour into you when you had a vision of what you want to do in life. Like, you will be amazed at, like, some of the people that we've come in contact with that have helped us out and say just didn't, done anything for us and, and still support us to this day. Like, that those type of things don't happen unless you start your journey exactly. so it's all about one foot in front of the other it's not you're not going to see everything on your path no. but once you start and once you get going
1: and you'll just be amazed at like everything that starts a lot is starts happening um, on your journey the only people that know that is people that's operating in their vision man and like it's lonely at first somebody give you an encouraging word that fuels you up for like a month Absolutely. you know what i'm saying you ready to go for the whole month but um, yeah, I agree with that, man. If you, how can people see you if you don't step out?
0: Absolutely. You know? So, so what what kind of impact are you hoping that the movie has when people finally get a chance to watch it?
1: I'm at the point now, man. Is I'm glad it's over, <laughs> yeah. but I realized this after it was over that I, ins- I hope I inspire somebody too. Cause a lot of filmmakers here, man, um, but they get overwhelmed with the budget. Um, they get overwhelmed with all these things so my goal was just to inspire people to tell their story like you know it don't matter if if it look crazy or it may not look the exact way you want it but in in film you can sell that vision to somebody Mm -hmm. and they can redo it and make it what you wanted it to be originally so um, inspire the filmmakers inspire uh, people that are in entrepreneurship as well because if you got the plan, you said, "Man, I need all this money." You know, what I'm going to do, you know, you don't need it. Just go. Somebody is going to help you, and you're going to figure out a way to get it done. Where there's a will, there's a way. Um, so my inspiration is somebody that's dealing with depression, anxiety, um, anger, bitterness. I hope this gives them a sense of healing. I hope it gives them a sense of direction when they leave the film and um do some self-inventory on themselves to get rid of some things that's in them to help them elevate, man. That's the goal.
0: Did you have anything in this movie that was kind of like coming from like your life experience?
1: Oh, yeah. See, I didn't want to say that. (laughs) But But I I realized after I wrote it that it kind of almost mirrored my life um, in in the emotional sense, you know. Um, But the crazy thing about it, I say this, and if I was here, the the lead actor, he would say this, the story we wrote, I wrote, is almost directly the experiences he went through, mm. almost verbatim. I'm like, what? Yeah, this happened to me, this happened to me, this happened to me. You sure you didn't write this about me, bro? I said, nah, but if he was here, he'll tell you the whole, he, he, he long-winded, so he'll tell you 15 minutes. So something. you wrote it, and then he kind of said, man, this was something kind of rela- relatable to him. Because, yeah, me and my homeboy, we was in the, um, Antonio, we was in the library, and um. We was done, so we said, all right, what's the next steps? What are we going to do? How are we going to get this vision out? Who going to play the lead role? That's the most mm-hmm. important. And he said, um, let's do Owl." I said, Al, let me hit Owl up. He said, man, I do it. I love to do it. Man, I really don't act like that because he a rapper. Mm. I really don't act like that. So I said, all right. he read it. He said, man, this is my life. And mm. I said, that's perfect. That's the perfect fit. And he he kills it in this film, yep.
0: man. And it was amazing, though. Really, honestly, like even when you share your story, like it makes you really realize that we have a lot in common with people more than we really think. That's we him, that's we may not film. even talk about it. Yep. But it's so many things that that you go through that other people are really going through. They just don't express themselves in that way. Like mm-hmm. even stuff I wrote about it. Like you said with your friend in the, in the movie. Like when he read the script and even in the movies, like so many of the things that happen like it's so relatable to people that that's mm-hmm. another thing that's really amazing it's just a lot of people don't express
1: themselves that way like like you said your friend did right it's, especially men don't express themselves Absolutely. So um but i'm glad you said that that's actually in the film you you you'll see it that kind of i can't tell it but it's that right. kind of <laughs> correlation um that people are going through the exact same thing you're going through but they you would never know because people don't they don't speak about it. Mm. Especially men, they don't speak on it. You know, women, girl, I've been through this, I've been through that. Men right. are like, I'm good, bro. You yeah, know That's so? it. Like men just older <laughs> than, who don't really want to say too
0: much, uh, don't, especially nothing negative anyway. Yeah, yeah. Because it's almost like you're showing a sign of weakness. Yep. So it's like, it's men, we have to like, be strong and of course, um, not let everybody in. Of course, mm-hmm. of course you have those moments where you want to break down and everything, but it's, it, and it's, I think we're starting to get to a point now where more men are starting to open up. Of course, like um, mental health is something mm-hmm. so big nowadays, but it's definitely something like men uh, have an issue, had a problem with definitely in the past, like being a, that strong father mm-hmm. figure, the head of the household. So you don't want to show that sign. Yeah, to, we, we okay. cry in the car. Absolutely. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Man, I'll tell you, I promise you, like, in my event, and this may, I don't, I'm not going to say it's going to happen to you, but it may, if you get a chance to speak at your event, man, oh, man. If you reflect, man. I, I promise you that that's one of the things that hit me hard, man, because you just, its like, you just want to, when you reflect and you share your story and your journey, because people don't know what you go through mm. to, to create what you did. It's like man, it just hits you and it's just like one of those
1: moments, man, where yeah. you just get emotional, Yeah, I'm, I'm dreading that moment, man exactly. <laughs> uh I, I when I look back at it now, you know, I had my moments, you know, but mm-hmm. that's what everybody told me, like you said, when you hit that stage and you finally show it, it's it, emotional yeah, it's going to be emotional.
0: and man. And to see how you bring people together that you didn't think would come, like I yeah. you're gonna have people you never even seen before come. And, like, for me, I had some of my friends from college. This was the, we graduated seven years ago in, from Upstate in 2014. And that was the first time a lot of us were in the same room together at the mm-hmm. same time since then. So to wow. see how it, something that I had a vision for and created brought everybody back together, man, it's, it's powerful, man. And it'll, it'll break you it down, man. Yeah, it'll, I, believe I promise it. you. But it, it's, it's definitely a great feeling, man. I'm, I'm really happy. I'm really excited to see the movie as well. I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it. But uh, I wanna talk about something else. What what other obstacles um, did you
1: face when you had to create this movie? Oh, man. Money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, obstacles. There's been, the, we did this, uh, we wrapped a year or so ago before COVID. Um, so I got a, a lot. We went, I went through a lot. Like people backing out last minute, um, money issues, deposits do. Um improvising. You know, entrepreneurship, independent filmmaking, go hand in hand. You got to improvise, man. Mm-hmm. You got to pull a rabbit out of a hat, man, and just... So every day on set, and I'm, I'm going to say this before we go any further, that this film was shot in nine days. Like, wow. two-hour and 15-minute film was shot in nine days, which is unheard of. Ever, you know, so probably long hours. Oh man, it, for me it was, you know, mm-hmm. actors coming, do they movie, they set, they leave. I'm like, I wish I can go, but I gotta mm-hmm. stay. But the long hours, things not turning out the way you wanted it to, um, was the hardest for me because when you're a visionary, you want everything to go kind of the way you wanted to but honestly it didn't (laughs) but it it made for experience you know when you go through something gives you experience so money um improv improvising um and just trying to keep my head up through the whole Mm -hmm. process even after when COVID hit that was a whole nother thing i'm like oh man now i gotta sit on this for god knows how long so the movie was supposed to have released last year yep and last year and um Crazy thing is people still asking when is it going to drop I said you know it's covid out there you know yes. <laughs> right. I said I got to recoup it's not even really about money now I don't care. I do care if it's sold out dope for people that's there I'm cool with it but my thing is I completed something that hardly anybody ever completes right on that level you know short films yeah but not a feature length film, man, so. Absolutely, and to have it ready. So,
0: the good thing is, at least, I guess you guys had it, everything was wrapped up before COVID. It was just yep. like, you just had to delay it.
1: Yeah, the crazy thing about it, man, we, like, speaking of depression, I was depressed for a little bit because we had everything lined up, bro. We had um, reached out to a, a, a chain of theaters, um, a dining theater, called somebody mm-hmm. in Chicago. Um, they hit me up with uh, the senior v- VP or whatever. I don't she was kind of mean at first. I'm like, oh, this ain't this ain't the wave right here. He said, yeah, I can hook you up with this boo boo boom, and we'll show it at all our theaters. Um, when you get the final cut, send it. I said, okay, dope. So I had everything going to Canada for mm. a press thing. They do black films there. They was gonna do like a whole premiere. Had everything set up, and boom, COVID hit, and they got ghost. Like, oh man. So it's about. Now, I don't even know if a theaters even open now. I don't even know if they. I think they opening up. Uh, later this month, I think, end of this month or May or something like that. But because it seemed like a lot of stuff is, now is like a digital, like
0: streaming and stuff now. So I'm like, man, I don't, like even I haven't seen it coming to America. You know, that was something you know probably would have been big in theaters. But since you know COVID, it's like they just released it digitally. So yeah,
1: it's it, it was you had yeah, to pivot, man. You know, like, yeah. said like, what I'm what else I'm gonna do? Like how I'm gonna release it? I know I got the premiere, but I can't do the premiere. So it's like sitting you know, like, on your Something that you invested everything into and just holding it, mm-hmm. um so when it finally opened back up, man, I said we're gonna do this, and we're gonna get it over with, but actually show people this amazing film, man
0: absolutely, um, speaking of the pandemic, what would you say um overall was like the biggest thing that you learned from the pandemic
1: um keeping what's important close to you, man, you know we We tend to overlook important things in our lives friends, family, um, or where we just simply are in life, you know. Give you time to reflect on all the things you've been through, how far you came. Um, And that was my biggest thing. I kind of paused and just looked at everything. But it also rekindled um, my drive to keep going, you know. Initially, this was just going to be a one-and-done film. but then I start writing more, you know, um, more structured, more um, methodical. So it just made me refocus on things, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, cherish things that are close to me and don't take them for granted, you know. It really had a time. Cause we don't stop and breathe like that, you know. We just go, go, go. Mm-hmm. But just having to sit there and just look around us, man, You can either get depressed or inspired,
0: man. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I
1: love them for
0: for, for the fact, man, just to to just like take a break and just relax and just be still for a moment. I saw somebody make a meme. Uh, They said something about they missed the days of COVID where it was no traffic or whatever. (laughs) Because there was no traffic on the road. Like you could just go anywhere you needed to go, in and out. And then, but now, you know, things are starting to pick back up. Now you're still happy to see people. But. It was just one of those things, man. Like I think family was like the most important thing, man. Because, mm-hmm. like you said, everybody's just so on go all the time. And, oh. and like, the sacrifice, especially like, as an entrepreneur, like you just happen to you miss a lot of things. Like, I know I did. Like A lot of times, my friends would have things. I didn't mm-hmm. go because I'm, I'm working. Yeah. Like, we're traveling, shooting interviews. I'm working on the book, we're trying to make all these deadlines and everything. So it's like you still miss those moments, a lot of those moments. And it's like, now, when something like that happens, it makes you appreciate it mm-hmm. so much more. Um, of course, now I try to go to as many things I can now, but of course, you're still you're human. We have our own yep. things going on. So, still not able to make everything, but you know, just letting people know, man, you love them, you appreciate them for everything exactly. they're doing, man. Like, to me, that was like one of the most important things from the pandemic. I kept it G.
1: I went to Florida during the pandemic. We went to, <laughs> we went to Jacksonville. Really?
0: Back in November but it was and it was like it was wide open like they never oh, yeah, it man. was people were going around going out without a mask and everything like that we we shot we shot three interviews down there and
1: they well, we were in Jacksonville like it just like <laughs> it was business as usual and we we went in the summertime oh my goodness it was mad it was like a desert like a <coughs> deserted real? man it was people had everybody had masks on mm-hmm. and we going we went to Tampa and we went to uh Orlando
0: now, some, it was some people that had a mask on, but it, a lot of places they did. We I mean, we, we went to Chattanooga, Tennessee as well. And that little section we went to, man, it was... We went to get something to eat. I forgot the name of the place we got a burger from. But, you know, was, some people don't want to wear a mask. And,
1: mm-hmm.
0: But, but you know, for the most part, man, it's still... Cause I, I, say, it's, I
1: think it's... The same people that stormed the Capitol. <laughs> pretty much. They
0: want to say pretty much kind of the same way. Defiant. Right. They want, they want to believe it. But, man, it, of course, I wore my mask, man. Especially because it's not about me. It's about, you know, protecting other people, Facts. man. Especially like elderly people, like family members. Especially with us traveling so much. Mm. Um, just trying to, like, keep it down because I don't want to get anybody sick. I, thankfully, I haven't. Not that I know of. Um, I, I haven't had it. Um, let me knock on wood, yeah. <laughs> not, gonna, <laughs> not, gonna, not that I know of anyway, unless, right. but uh, you know, it's just one of those things. Pandemic was hopefully it's about over with. I'm um, starting to see things opening back yep. up, but I don't know. It seems like it's still gonna be a little bit more time mm-hmm. before people are some people going to take a little bit longer to see what happens, even though things are opening back up. Yeah, it may start again. I hope not, man. Yeah. It's It's, that's torture, man. (laughs) Do y'all have anything? Have they had any restrictions on y'all as far as like how many people you can have in there?
1: Yeah, seating is limited. Um, It's slowly raising. Um, I think I think the limit was one hundred and fifty. Now it's two hundred and fifty in the whole building. So um, kind of like a movie theater's limit, you know. But two hundred and fifty is the max now. I didn't care if it was 75, bro. Honestly, I just said I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna put it out no matter what. I've been sitting on it. It's time to go to the next thing. So, yeah, it's extremely limited right now.
0: Talk about it now, uh, and then we'll, I'll let you go over it again. Like as far as like the release date and how many um seatings or, or like um sessions or like the openings for the movie. Okay.
1: April 24th, the tools premiere is finally here. April 24th, Chapman Cultural Center, in Murray, South Carolina. We got three showings, not three showings, two showings. One at 3 p.m., matinee, come as you are, come in your sweats, come in your forces. Uh, 7 p.m. is Red Carpet Fresh. 7 p.m., we have a mini concert featuring Reggie Rock, Siege, J.B. Sampson. Um, that's gonna be dope, they on the soundtrack. 7 p.m., Red Carpet Fresh. 3 p.m., 7 p.m., get your tickets now. $20 for matinee, $25 for red carpet, man, so. When you say Reggie Rock, I remember he was, uh,
0: we, we went to a play, I'm. I'm not. You may know Johnny Sosmore. Mm-hmm. Johnny Wright writes plays well. We went to uh, Collateral Damage a few years ago. Phenomenal play. He was, uh, Reggie was actually in the movie yep. then. And super, super dope. He makes. He writes music too, right? Oh yeah. He yeah, yeah. I got yeah. all the stuff on right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. Uh, I remember he was actually in the play. Um, talk a little bit about that soundtrack too. Um, Man. It has it released yet. Or I talk a little bit about.
1: It? it will release this week. Next week. Next week. Next week. He had a delay on it. Had to get it right. But Siege is on there. It's Reggie Rock on there, man. All original music, the company, the film. Um, it's an EP. Um, four songs, five songs, excuse me. Five songs, five original songs. And it kind of correlates with um, different scenarios in the film. So do their verses, it'll give you kind of a sneak peek of what is in the film. Mm-hmm. So, it's man, when you hear this, man, when you hear that Drowning by Reggie Rock or Alone by J.B. Sampson, it's going to.
0: It's crazy. Are they actually in the movie as well, or they just did nah. the soundtrack?
1: Um, no, nah, they just did the soundtrack. They kept their word, man. I said I want y'all on the soundtrack. A year passed. We was rehearsing and everything. And they said I got you. Knocked it out. Told them the concept. Told them what I wanted. They wrote it and knocked it out, man. so I know
0: you say you write as well. Did you Did you do anything for the soundtrack, or yeah. did you just leave it to them? I did one
1: hook, uh-huh. and I ain't gonna tell them what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know people say it's trash, man. <laughs> <laughs> I did one hook, man, that Reggie probably tell you, you could tell, huh. yeah, honestly you could tell which what I, what I wrote or whatever, so. I want to go back to something
0: else you said um, earlier, you kind of mentioned that you was a, uh, a minister and you felt like you wasn't, you didn't get a chance to like really reach people that much. Like why, why did you feel like you couldn't reach the people like you wanted to as a minister?
1: Um, I'm just speaking on my calling, uh, I'm unorthodox. I'm normal, I'm not real churchy, uh, I'm not real preachy, you know. I'm just an ordinary dude that loves God, man. So I just keep that in, and I make mistakes. And when I make a mistake, I'ma tell you I made a mistake. I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not gonna front. I'm not gonna you know I'm authentic, man, and that's mm-hmm. not a popular thing in the church realm. 'Cause I say slang words and everything. People look at me like, What? I'm like, I'm here. What are you talking about? Like we're normal, we human, we just love God and we just do life, you know. And the Bible just speaks about just doing the best you can. In a nutshell, like this is wrong, this is right. Choose
0: right, and it's it's like you think we hold them to a higher standard because I remember at times, well, at, being at a family cookout and then they would say, well, you know, the pastor's coming at this time, so. If y'all drinking? Make sure y'all do it somewhere else or whatever. Nah, so it's so like he, you can't you can't do certain things you want to because they're a pastor and you feel like
1: they kind of hold you guys to a higher standard. I don't like that. I'm like, because mm-hmm. I used to get that. I'm like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, do you, bro? I'm like, don't don't be fake because I'm not gonna be fake. Mm-hmm. You know, like sometimes I have a mixed drink in my hand. i will be like, oh, what you doing? I said, no, no. Being drunk is a sin. I'm straight, like. I'm like <laughs> but see, people don't have that kind of mindset and that's why people are walking away so that's why I, I i chose to do something like this to show something raw and real um it's cussing in it you know mm-hmm. it, it's some sensuality in it um, but it's real life and that's what people need something that's real raw and authentic that people can relate to man something and that's yep. the main goal if you can if somebody can relate to you you can reach them Absolutely. Yeah, so did you, know. did you have any uh,
0: mentors um, growing up, or do you have any mentors now that you look to um, oh, get advice from?
1: I have mentors that they don't even know that they're my mentors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, I guess, follow everything that they do um, and get inspired. Smith E. Lee is my mentor from afar. Um, I watch him. I see him do his plays. I was in his plays, um, and I just saw how he moved. You know, you get mm-hmm. inspired by just watching somebody's moves in every footstep. So he was a mentor. He don't know that, but he know now. But right. <laughs> um, Johnny inspired me. He reached out to me, he encouraged me all the time. Um, of course, my 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 dad. you who? I'm missing one. Oh, and my um, pastor that ordained me, Cars. He's he's mm. one of my biggest mentors. He's just like me, out the box and authentic. So I have my four people that you know that inspire me and kind of show me their blueprint of what they did and how can I make my own blueprint. It inspired me to make my own blueprint, so to speak. So,
0: Just a few more questions, and we'll get ready to wrap it up. Speaking of tools, what are, what are some tools that you
1: feel people need in life? Mm, that's a good question. Um, tools you need in life is especially a uh, vision. Um, vision and purpose go hand-in-hand. Hand. That's my biggest thing. Everybody that knows me knows that. Um, you got to have a purpose, man. You got to have a reason for being here. That's a, that's a major tool, and that is the, the foundation of life. Um, another tool is just to have a, a sound mind, you know? Um, know. Be aware of your surroundings, you know. Um, you, in life, you have people that's assigned to you in life, but the problem is we get so focused on attachments. Attachments mm. is different than assignments, man. Assignment is something that you're meant to do. That's a vision. Attachments is something just for the now to get you to the next level. And the problem is we hold on to those attachments that weigh us down and keep us from getting to that next level. So know who's for you and who's against you. Um, vision, knowing your surroundings and the sound mind. Um, that's the tool, the main tool of to life. If you know who you are, can't nobody tell you who you are. Um, if, if you know what you're set here to do don't let nobody knock you off that you know they may say it's crazy because they're not doing anything with their life mm-hmm. you're actually taking the steps to do it so sound mind know who's around you and, you know envision that's Absolutely. that's my go-to and, a, and awareness like you was
0: saying too, awareness is huge because if you if not man, you just go through the motions of life I remember yeah. at Ben, man so much of the things I learned he's like you know I remember him saying like if you don't decide what you want out of life life will decide for you and man you you would just go through those motions of just getting up and like just doing the same thing over and over and and that's when it finally hit me like man i gotta i gotta stop doing this it just i can't live this way of just doing the same thing over and over and then once you become aware of what's going on like you look up and so much time has passed and you've been doing the same thing over and over Mm -hmm. unconsciously you just just Falling into that cycle. So once you become aware, and like you said, just having that vision of of what you want out of life, not with anybody else. And it may sound selfish, but it's not what your – it could be your family member, your children, your spouse, whoever is what you want out of life. Because at the end of the day, you have to be happy with yourself first before anything else. And once you get that awareness, man, that's when you finally get the um, ball
1: rolling. And then you just follow your vision, like you were saying. Mm -hmm. I think – Speaking of being selfish, I think we all need a moment to be selfish. Mm-hmm. You know, self-love is the best love, man. Um, we pour into other people. We reach out to other people. Sometimes we just need to focus on ourselves. If you want to call that selfish, so be it. But um, we just need to stop overlooking ourselves. Um, that's true. And, and neglecting ourselves while helping others. Um, so I think everybody that's successful had had a moment of selfishness. That they had to go through to get to where they are today mm-hmm. so i think i, it's I a think as a,
0: even as an entrepreneur anybody with a vision you like you say you have to have that because you're going to have people that's going to be telling you different things that like you should be doing this or you're doing this but you have to have that a little bit of stubbornness in you to say no i'm going to stick with what i want to do because if not then i'm not following what i want to do i'm following your vision of what yeah. you want me to do so it's, it's almost like you do have to have that in you of course like, for me, I, I know I have it in me as well because it's times where my kids want to do things, but I'm, I'm so determined, you know, better things for them and had a vision <laughs> with this book and everything. I'm like, you know what? Right now, like, I, I need to get this done. I need to do this just to show you guys. Like, I, I don't want them to just feel like it's okay to just settle and just have a job and, Man, and just do the same thing because for the longest, only thing we were doing was, like, what we saw our parents doing. So, if I, if I mm. continue doing that and just showing them what my parents did, then they're going to look at me and say, well, my dad did the same thing, yep. and then we just continue the, the same cycle. cycle, that same cycle over and over, and it comes back to awareness.
1: We're not even aware that we're doing this. We just think that it's normal already. Right. And I'm glad you said that, man. That, that's, I totally forgot, but that's my main, everything I do in life is centered around my kids, like. I'm big on legacy. Mm-hmm. So if it succeeds or it fails, I di- I've done it. So I'm like, Y i am like I did a stand up comedy thing. It was horrible. I did <laughs> <laughs> But it, it it just let me conquer my fear, you know, of speaking in front of people. So even the film, your your daddy did a film, your daddy, uh, like you say, you wrote a book or you have that to give to your kids, whether mm-hmm. it was successful or not, to say, Look, I did this, imagine what you could do. Right. And you, you give them a head start, too, when you do that, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: And it's just some of those things, like, coming out of your comfort zone and, and just doing things that you might have even, never even thought you would have did. Like, for me, like, I tell anybody, man, when I was in school, at college, I never thought about writing a book. I didn't even think about, like, creating my own opportunity, man. When, at that point in time, like, I was just there to have fun, live life, we get money, these student <laughs> loans, like, these refund checks. Like, yeah. I, this was, like, the last thing that was on my mind. And then like, like, part of my title of my book, Life is Your Best Teacher, like, it hit me like, man, when you hit these, these real life experiences mm-hmm. and things like that, man, then it's like, okay, what am I gonna do? How am I gonna handle these different situations? But it's, it's so and important. And
1: we, we all go through something, man, like we was talking off camera about um, looking for a job and you have lack of experience. Mm-hmm. If you have lack of experience in something, you have to go through something to gain the experience. Mm-hmm. And it, it's rough. It's, it's, it's bad, but you it's necessary to get you to. You and, know, man, sometimes that
0: hearing no, that's, that can be the best thing that can happen to you. Like, for me, like, it forced me to create my own platform. It forced me to create my own right. book. So it's like, man, if had I had somebody told me yes from the jump, what I have even... Well, for me, I know part of me is like, man, after a while, I get burnt out. I will get burnt out doing the same thing. And I'm ready mm-hmm. to take on a new challenge. But something that's my own, that I've created, man, it's one of the best feelings. So, man, when you hear no, don't even look at it as like uh, something negative. It's like it's a blessing in disguise because it's something... Actually, it's something better for you in the long term. Facts. But um, Facts. one of the things... A uh, couple more questions. um Do you have any... Who do you... Let me do this one first. Who do you have look for? Is like is your inspiration? I know you talk about your mentors, but as inspiration, where do you get your inspiration from? Oh man,
1: this may sound uh, <laughs> typical. Uh, get my inspiration from God, man. Because i I know I don't like to, say, I like to say that, but I don't want people, I don't want it to come off as arrogant, you know, because mm-hmm. um, I just look outside of my mentors. Um, Is kind of like nobody else, you know, that inspires me or that drives me. I think the fire comes from uh, within, that's God-given, you know, if I'm operating off my purpose. Mm. Um, And when I do that and me just doing it and seeing what God has, the people that God has brought me, um, that inspires me, man. And I would say any underdog period inspires me put it that way because i'm not i'm not in no groups or cliques or (laughs) Mm -hmm. i'm known but i'm not known put it that way Mm um but i'm an underdog so i I love i thrive off that and i get inspired by other underdogs that um step out and do something amazing so you can say that that's a first you know Underdogs. (laughs)
0: We're going to celebrate the movie and the soundtrack that's getting ready to release. But going forward, are are there any other things, like movies that you look to create in the future?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm glad you said that. The next project is called Canvas. There is no date on it yet. Um, Bear with me. It may take another two years, Um, but I know I'm going to do it. It's totally different than Tools. It's called Canvas. Um, It's a murder mystery. It's not what you expect. So that's the next project we're gonna take. And there's some other short films we're trying to do. Um, I got something real crazy coming. Um that's not a movie or a film, but it's gonna it's like a a vlog of somebody's life. But he's gonna go through some stuff. So just be on the lookout for Canvas and that that vlog series we got coming, man.
0: Yeah, so my my last and final question I like we like to ask people is What does self-investment
1: mean to you? If you don't invest in yourself, don't expect nobody else to invest in you. Um, It starts with you first. Don't blame mama, don't blame daddy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It starts with you first. When you hit 18, you have to start it, or 21. Some people are fortunate. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) You have to invest in yourself, man. Like with the film, I invested in myself. Before I asked somebody to donate money, I made sure I put my money in it first. Um, before I wrote anything, somebody had <laughs> had to buy pencils. So anything that you do, make sure you invest in yourself, man. And it's very important because it it shows your value. When you invest in yourself, it shows how much you think you're worth. Because mm-hmm. I, I met a guy here because it started here in Elephant Group Building. Um, uh, I met a guy he was a, a restaurant tour. He had like 20 something restaurants. So I know he had M's. Um and he that's the first thing he said to me. He said, "How much did you put into it?" Mm. And I said, "Nothing." He said, "Don't expect nobody to give you anything if you haven't given anything to it yourself." So that was the biggest thing and I and I if you just look at it like these mics you bought, you know, you mm-hmm. invest in it mm-hmm. to show people that, "Hey, I believe in myself. Do you believe in me too?" Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. Now i I tell you the story about actually behind the mic. Okay. Um, so when I started out, I don't think I had was a laptop. And my friend reminded me yesterday, one of the very first ones we were going to do together, um, we actually recorded at his, uh, it's his wife now we recorded, at the time it was his girlfriend, they married now, but we actually recorded um, one of the first episodes at her apartment. And um, I don't think I had was a laptop. So I used to just take that laptop, man. I used to just go to different places all the time and just sit down and just interview a lot of entrepreneurs. I don't think I had was my laptop, but I would take it. Um, I learned how to edit the audio um, from one of my um, part-time jobs at a radio station, and I would just upload everything. And then last year, we were getting ready to go on tour. We did our self-investment tour last year. So I was talking to my brother, and I told him, man, I'm about to go ahead and invest in my equipment and some mics and everything. And uh, he told me, you know, man, just wait. I'm going to let my wife look and see what she can find for you. I I always been the type to just go get it, like figure out a way to right. get it on my own. So I went ahead and bought a couple of microphones. Um, I think they in my bag back there. And uh thinking, thing you know, I told him, Hey man, I got a mixer and I bought a microphone, we're getting ready to hit the road. He's like, Man, I told you to wait. <laughs> so randomly he texted me, said, Man, let's go out to eat. Um, me and my friends, we all we said me and the boys we gonna go out to eat. So we went and got something to eat at uh, Wild Wings, uh um, the one down by the Olive Garden. Mm. And uh we finished eating and my, boy, my homeboy, Marcus, he came in and uh, had a big box. And in the box, it had these microphones. They gave, they gave me a big mixer. This was one of the mixes that I bought. Mm. But uh, they had a microphone, had headphones, uh, oh, everything in it. Oh. So it was like, like you a like, <laughs> full kit right before we hit the road. And it was like you were saying, like, don't expect anybody to invest in you if you don't invest your, in yourself. Right. And it was just like, like I said, when you get started on your journey you have a vision, like you'll be amazed at what people will do for you so here i was just went ahead and bought a couple of microphones like only i think i only had like two microphones and i bought this small mix um small um mixer right here but next thing i know maybe like a week later is when they came with the full kit the headphones a mixer everything here, right. like fully loaded so it was just about like having that vision and there you you go. know, like you said, invest in yourself, and then other people start investing in you. So I was like, man, I was, I'm, always, I'm forever grateful because they didn't have to do that. And they kept a little uh, private group chat and left me out of it. So I didn't even <laughs> know about it. And I was just thinking, like, yeah. my brother's just about to just take me out randomly. So we just went out to eat, and man, next thing you know, I just had all this equipment. So it's like, man, you'll be amazed. Like I said, I don't think I had it at the beginning. It was just a laptop. Uh, didn't have this. Or I had my cameras I had from home. And we just started going, man. And then, more say you know, more and more things will start happening, falling into place. And so it's like it's a blessing, man. But like you said, the, the self investment that I've learned is always the best investment, better than any stock or anything yep. that you can put money into. Like when you pour into yourself, books that, or whatever. Books, you... Yes, that's the best investment, man. I, I read it. I, I I tell anybody now. I read more books now. Than any point that I ever did in my whole time in college. Like I read so many books now, like it's crazy. Like that's all I'm doing, reading books or just uh, watching interview podcast interviews mm-hmm. with other entrepreneurs and figuring out some of the things that they had to go through to get to where they are. And nobody had like a smooth transition. It's just you know kind of like figuring it out as you go and, and just studying what other people do. It's just like that's but, the,
1: that's the key, man. That yep. that's that's the cheat code, man. Is if you look at how people. A lot more people are talking about the struggle now in entrepreneurship. Before, we just saw people that's millionaires or mm-hmm. on TV. I said, man, but you see their story now. I was homeless or I was about to go back to work. Like the dude on, um, I don't know if you watched uh, Snowfall. Um, I haven't seen. The guy with the, uh, I forgot his name. The guy with the fro, he was a young dude. He was a he worked as a janitor. And he said he was just going to get a full-time job because he, he's done with acting. And somebody called him and said, we got an audition for you." He went to the audition. He booked it on his first try. Just as he was about to go back because he was broke. Back to work because he was broke. Um, We come to our lowest point to get to our highest point, man. You know, Mm -hmm. and and I'm a testament to that. And that's awesome. Mm -hmm. He bought you a full kit, man. And it's going to keep going, man. It's going to keep, God's going to keep blessing me, you, you everybody, Everybody. man, that actually is taking steps towards... um, entrepreneurship is freedom, man. It is. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> it is.
0: It's, it's, I, I love the freedom, man. And it's just, like I said earlier, like, the impact that you have on people that you don't even know, like, they'll reach out to you and say, hey, you inspired me. I appreciate what you're doing. Like I said, man, I, I didn't know people were going to reach out to me. I didn't know who was going to show up to my event for the book signing. Like, it's, it's just so many things. And, and when you see how you just bring these people together and – and they enjoy your journey, and they're just they just willing to support you. It's a, its one of the best feelings in the you world. You
1: never know who's watching you, man. You never know. My wife used to say that a lot. You never know who's watching you. I'm like, yeah, the people I know are watching me. She said, no, 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 no. Strangers are watching Strangers you. Strangers are watching. I'm going to tell you this story. I'm, I'm going to quit. I ordered some food the other day. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I ordered some food the other day. So I was outside on my steps waiting on it. I see the car come up. He pulled up. He was creeping at first. I said, that's got to be my food right there. I was in, hit the gas and swerved in. Hey, what's up, man? I got your food, bro. It's hot. I'm like, appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. He handed me the food. I'm like, do I know? He said, hey, man, I-, I thought that was you, man. I appreciate you. Congratulations on your film, man. Everything, you know, it looks awesome, bro. I'm like, okay. Hey, the food smells awesome, man. You <laughs> know, I'm like, who are you? <laughs> but that just shows people that, you know, they may not never like your status. They may not ever um, talk to you in person, but they're always watching you, man. They're always right, cool. watching. Like I told
0: you before earlier, like, my barber saw you. Like, my barber saw yeah. you on TV. Like, I was telling him, we're getting ready to shoot the interview. And he's like, yeah, I seen him mm-hmm. on the news. Like, yeah. yeah. He's like, yeah, I know all about it. I was like, man, it's dope. Like I said, <laughs> you, you never know. Like, people you don't know, just so always be mindful of the things that you put out. Like, I don't care who mm-hmm. it is, like, for... Anybody that's an entrepreneur, like I see some people just post crazy things sometimes, but you got to be mindful of what you do with your, because even if even if you don't have a job or anything, you're on social media, you have a platform, so be responsible for what you put out, and like you said, you see how sometimes those things come back on people, they could post something 10 years ago, mm-hmm. and all, all of a sudden, it comes back on them now, so it's like, always be mindful um, of what you put out because you don't want anything negative to come back to you. Like you said, you never know who's watching. But before we got out here, I'm going to let you do two things. Um, first thing I want you to do is just give people a word of encouragement before we get out of here.
1: Man, my word of encouragement, man, is, is never give up, man. Um, nothing in life that is meant to have is easy. Um, you got to grind, you got to work. And most importantly, people ain't going to tell you this, but you have to suffer. You have to suffer. Everything beautiful, it comes from suffering. When a woman is pregnant for nine months, when they push that baby out, it hurts. It's painful. When you hold that baby, it's a peace that comes over you. It's a joy that comes over you. You never um, wish anything bad on that baby. So when you're working on your baby as, as, in terms of your dreams and your goals and your visions, just know that pain is required. Suffering is required. If it comes easy, it's going to leave quick. Um, cherish those painful moments. See the beauty in it. Learn from it most importantly you don't take l's you take lessons learn it study it and try not to do it ever again you know elevate people is going to hate on you people that don't ain't going through um, what you're going through and on the outside looking in may call you crazy but they're the ones really crazy because they're not doing what they're called to do but you are so don't try to fit in stand out stand up for what you um are put here to do keep tunnel vision know who's around you And just stay focused, man. You know, don't never give up. Just when you're about to quit, something is going to happen that'll shift your life. You're one handshake away from a millionaire that could change your life. You're one handshake away that somebody could say a sentence, and it would change your perspective on life. It happened to me. um, It happened to Carlos. It happened to every one of us, man, that we keep going, and we are fueled by the negative. (laughs) <laughs> Fueled by the negative Positive we, we we have that too But somebody says you can't do nothing That, that should give you fuel to keep going You know Absolutely. what I'm saying
0: Absolutely and before we get out of here uh, I just want to let you know I appreciate you Mr. Oglesby uh, This is great appreciate you. Looking forward to the uh, movie coming out The movie premiere before we get out of here Can you tell everybody how to find you on social media And also um, when to tune in to the premiere
1: Everybody you know forget about me uh, <laughs> Follow the Tools Project T-H-E-T-O-O-L-S, Project. If you don't know how to spell Project, go back to school. Nah, it's B-R-O-J-E-C-T, Tools Project, Um, IG, same thing. And also follow the company web, IG, O6 Films, O-S-I-X Films. Um, And just stay on the the lookout for the Tools premiere April 24th, Chapman Culture Center. Two showings, 3 p.m., matinee, come as you are, 7 p.m., red carpet, and a mini concert, a two-hour and 15-minute feature-length film, the first ever in Spartanburg. So come out, celebrate us, celebrate with us. Um, your support goes a long way. So hope to see y'all in the building. And just follow me if you want to, Jonathan Oglesby, J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N, O-G-L-E-S-B-Y.
0: Absolutely. So we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Until next time, make sure you stick. Tune in to the 2th premiere April 24th. So until next time, keep chasing the dreams. This is across Cross the Line Podcast. Thank you for listening.